0: to the legendarium. We are unofficially,
1: officially, the blue team. We are back. We've taken <laughs> yeah, over the studio be, again. Know, we could be the blue team. Why are we the blue team?
0: Well, you know, we were kind of saying no long no, no more teams. It's just the legendarium, but but we're the blue team.
2: I feel like being aqua today, so
0: Okay. Well, and I'm wearing green, we're gonna but be I'm the not the green team. team so I guess we're we are the <laughs> We're the expanse team. That's what we are. The why expansion team. Why do we
1: have to put labels on things?
0: Nobody why? even cares. Nobody even cares. We are we are the legendarium. We are here today to continue our expedition into the expanse. We're gonna start start finishing. That's kind of an oxymoron, Yay. but yeah, it makes sense. Stephanie, we've we've roped her into it. We threatened her within an inch of her life, and here she is.
2: I'm here. I am here.
0: She's at least willing. I'm here. We also have Ken, who is uh, manning controls, as well as being
1: the one in charge. And and loving every minute of it. And we're so glad. And of course you have me. Somebody's got to be a grown-up in this place. (laughs) Sure is not going to be me. Um,
0: And of course you know me, I'm Todd, and we are excited about, well, I'm excited about doing The Expanse. I don't know about you guys, Uh, but I am just thrilled. Before we get into it, before we get into it, Let's take a moment, uh, just as housekeeping, uh, and remind you that you can find us on Legendarium.com. Yeah, sorry. I'm supposed to look at you guys. Well, we're not. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'll look at you guys mostly, that. but after uh, only after this we're one. We're
1: not supposed to. We're not supposed to address the cameras.
0: Only for this one. Padre, <clears throat> come on. Only for the... Okay, so but here he's we go. But
2: talking to our listeners. <laughs> why can't he look at the camera and talk to our listeners? We See, don't need what, to improve. Like, we need, don't need to talk about Discord. This
0: is what happens when Craig is not in the room. I'm not this on Discord. He takes is why care of he's it. not
1: here.
2: <laughs>
0: so anyway, uh, make sure you engage with us on Discord. Make sure that you engage with us on... Uh, uh, find us on Patreon. Uh, support the podcast any possible way you can. And, and come and have fun with us. And now that we've said that, what do you guys think about coming back to The Expanse?
1: I know Stephanie's excited about it, and I am so excited about it too. I actually really am, as long as. I'm... You guys. This is awesome. Stephanie's I love baby. your smile. If there
0: was a more death's head, I'm here under penalty of my life smile. I don't, that is exactly what Naomi Nagata looks like on, when she is anywhere around. I'm pretty sure that's
2: exactly how she feels being on the Rosie with all those men. It's just i'm just gonna smile yeah i'm here yeah
1: there we go there Uh, we go uh, wonderful kind of a deal i I really am excited to be back into it though well partly because it gave us an excuse to get back together yes i am actually very excited about but also because i was interested in finishing it now that leviathan falls is out we're like let's finish this thing out and you know get it off of stephanie's back basically yeah yeah i've
2: been spending two years just being concerned greatly about what has happened in the expanse universe
0: (laughs) (laughs) you almost delivered that convincingly too that's why you're an actress yes yes Yes.
2: i can act like i like this book (laughs) i
0: have to admit i have loved this series and when we had when we stopped uh i actually went back and watched the amazon uh series and quite enjoyed it and got to the end of season five or whatever it was and i was like oh my gosh we need to finish this <laughs> and then things happened life happened the world happened and i said okay i don't have time right now uh but yeah. now i'm i'm at a point where i have time and there is an opening and i rope you guys into it because everybody wants us to do this so i'm i'm just terribly excited and very grateful yep. that you guys are willing to come along for the ride Ken. It didn't
1: take much convincing.
0: <laughs> it really didn't. It really didn't. And I appreciate that. Ken, do you have a now, do you have a recap that recaps the recaps as well as recapping the portion of the book?
1: Because we're only going up through twenty six. be a thing, but uh, a
2: recap of the recaps of the recaps that you did. <laughs> That's like
1: recap inception. <laughs> I don't I don't have all that. I <laughs> I should have done something like that. So if, in full disclosure, <laughs> and you can kind of hear it a little bit. Um, I got sick last week. Uh, and we had to put off doing, doing the uh, recording a week, and then I got busy, and I, I still didn't uh, finish my recap. So it might be, it, it might be um, jumbled mess. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you went and watched Top Gun like eight times in the meantime.
2: Has only, it only been eight? Only. I mean, <laughs> that's a low number, Ken. I'm surprised at you.
1: You guys say it like I'm obsessed or something. Do you want to
2: know how many times I've seen it? I do. See this circle?
1: Are you uh-huh. serious? This is that is, the top of the 8?
2: This is this is the only circle of how many times I have seen, yeah.
0: So 10? <laughs> there's one next to it, right? <laughs> right.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'm so impressed.
2: I have not seen top gun. You
1: There's a finger she's holding up next to it. but yeah, you don't yeah, want to but see it. It's that off finger. camera. Yeah, yeah, it's so off that's, camera. That's my that other finger. finger. <laughs> yeah.
0: So All right, Ken. Well, why don't you why don't you regale us with
1: what you have and we will We'll we'll heckle you to fill in the bits. All right. Well, here's here's where we start, though. OK, We've, we left off uh, Earth and Mars had been attacked and the OPA, had all been attacked. And Marco Inaros has risen his free navy. And from the ashes, we will uh, we will arise. So three months have passed now since the new free belter, not terrorists. So uh, I got a whole <laughs> bunch of S's right there in a row. Not terrorists. Have stolen a bunch of Martian gear, stealthed a bunch of asteroids, and dropped them down Earth's gravity well, and commandeered a bunch of OPA space st- uh, space stations. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Um, then Belter privateers—they're stealing ships, making a run for the Ring. Uh, there's a Martian coup. There's a free navy killing Earth. Uh, pirates stripping down. This, this is where my notes break down. And I'm like, gonna... pirates stripping down anything they get a hold of. Medina Station has gone dark, and something in the hub area is eating ships. That's all.
0: Dogs and that's, cats living together. That's all mass that's hysteria. happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's all that's happening in the aftermath of Earth uh. not being a stabilizing force in the solar system. So Marco Onaros, fresh off his sweeping victory for independence, has decided that he likes this new trappings of power and things start coming up. Uh, he, he, you know, things like coming up with a grand fat plan that are high on visions and pretty lean on details we've seen this story a million times right and uh, spinning yeah. his boy out of a punitive spacing because he's special it all inevitably leads to his inner circle of acolytes starting to question the good intentions when marco starts to hang them out to dry leaving one of his commanders who's busy private or busy stealing ships for the free navy to say you know what we're going to steal these ships and give them to the people kind of like bane or robin hood yeah <laughs> Did you just include Bane and Robin Hood?
2: They're practically the same character, right? <laughs> wow, are we <laughs> going to have a good time today? <laughs> we broke Todd and we haven't even started the conversation yet. <laughs> I was kidding. Wow, <laughs> I love it. I missed you guys so much.
1: And here we are. He's talking like Mickey Mouse. Did you hear that? But he hasn't uh, cried yet. So no. You know, oh, no. There's it's still, still, probably still still there's probably no tears at all in this one. So oh, no, maybe anyway, at any rate. It leads them to a hanging series station out to dry. It leads uh, his privateers to run away from the factions, still trying to straddle the line between good and evil, but inevitably ending up teamed up or at least loosely associated with James Holden and Fred Johnson. We'll see how that turns out because that'll be fun. Uh, (laughs) Those two have been loosely associated now for
0: five bucks and every time they're in the same place, I just kind of go okay how can they screw stuff up anymore
1: (laughs) pretty much being the galaxy's boy scout allows you to associate with several loose factions at a time
0: (laughs) he's kind of like the kid in school that could be with all of the different groups and everybody was like yeah we don't like we don't like you but we're not going to beat you up (laughs) yep
2: i didn't go to that school
0: you didn't (laughs) no oh i did i kind of was that kid oh my What
2: school you went to
0: i went to davis same so much. same place. I went to the same high school. And sorry. Nobody cares. I went she, to the same high school that Ryan and Craig
1: went to. Don't let her roll her eyes at you. She went to Kearns.
2: I'm a Westsider.
0: Now we Suck totally it. understand. I'm a Westsider. Now I know why you like Amos so
2: much. you are not.
1: You're saying that West is not Westside?
0: Okay, guys. No. Let's stay with the book and stay away Do you see from how we're high turf school whoring, rivalries. We're turf warring a lot like
1: her. the OPA. Right yeah, a now, lot and the like Free Navy. the OPA. Oh, and, yeah. more. And, yeah. Earth. Mm. and Earth. This is basically this is all descended into what so what so we have here is
2: Todd is Earth <laughs> Ken is Holden. Mars oh no
1: I'm the OPA and
2: I am the Belters no you're not <laughs> You wish you were the belters. I could be Mars. That's
1: fine. So
0: now that we have given a reality play, a morality play of what this is all looking like, (laughs) should we
1: get into our conversation of the book? Oh, and and uh, to tie it all up nicely, uh, James Holden has decided to go all Ken Burns and start humanizing the belt. So that's fun. Okay, let's start there, shall we? All right. And and uh, Fred Johnson is on his way to Tycho, and Marco is about to shoot him down.
2: Now, what about the other twelve point of views? That are in this book because you've really only touched on one so i need a recap for the other point of views Prax
1: is in this there are people on medina because
2: this is a new point i'd like to point out from the other books that i just didn't care with this one is how many points of view are in this stupid book
1: okay I know, you struggled with this didn't you <laughs> i know we were we were going to save this uh we have discord comments and I do want to point this one out really quick. We will get what, back to Steph, more. Disco- what do you
2: think of all of the points of view? Uh, <laughs> I think that's exactly how they phrased it, too. That's the tone of voice that they used to.
1: I, uh, you guys keep talking amongst yourselves for a second. while I'm I, wonder oh, if I want is really to know. Who this, I want to know. That, that tone of voice this, this has <laughs> this emoji on
0: it. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Of it. it's so. So, so uh, as long as we're waiting for Can, let's let's stay with the let's stay with oh, this oh, statement. Oh, it was it was Kip.
1: It. it was Kip 10. Oh, okay. who, uh, who pointed out that this book reads a lot better if you skip all of the Medina chapters.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah. I am
1: not disagreeing I
0: saw his, with that. I, cha- I saw his comment on that yeah. and I said, you know what? Yeah, it would read a lot better that way. Yeah,
2: I spent a couple of days with some of our Discord listeners. They were very thrilled when I told them we were doing The Expanse and that it must have been Kip that had asked me that because one of them had asked me, what do you think about all the different points of view? And I'm <laughs> like, right. shoot me now.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's stay with that one and we'll come back to Ken Burns a la James Holden later. All right. Um, why do you think they included so many points of view? You, I mean, as you're looking at it, can you think of a reason?
2: Because they hate me.
0: Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sure they wrote it I for you. I think that Don't was know. exactly
1: the reason. They're like, there is a girl in Utah that is going to hate this. Let's Eventually. Do it. Eventually.
2: Eventually. She's going to hate this. I honestly don't know, and I don't see a point to it, because I finally looked up, um, I was looking up some of the synopsis and trying to find some um, quotes and stuff, because I listen to the books, and I don't write anything down while I'm listening to yeah. them, and so I was looking at all this, and there are how many chapters in this book?
0: 53.
2: Total. The the character with the most chapters at 11 is Holden. Yes. And I think it's paused right after that with 10.
0: Yes. And there
2: are a slew of people with only one chapter. And I was like, what is the point of this? Why do I care? And they're even in like the same places. I'm like, why couldn't you've just kept with the same character? I don't, I don't know. Because they hate me. It doesn't bother me. So
1: it doesn't bother me necessarily that they switch. I don't even remember all of the characters' names on Medina, for example. But I just, I lump them all together as this is all on Medina. Yeah. Uh, this is all on Ganymede. This is all on, you know, whatever. Because Prax, I think, needs to be in there. I I think the point of all of the different points of view is what we were talking about earlier when we the when the recap descended into madness, is that there are like seventeen. That we started out with three factions: Earth, Mars, and the OPA or the Belt. And now we have the Free Navy, and now we have people who are disillusioned with whichever side they were on, who are forming these little subsides. Sure. And so basically, uh, Frank and Abraham are like, let's see what all of these seventeen sides are. Yeah, you know, and they're trying to trying to say this is how this inner main story is affecting all of these ancillary things. And what happens is it's a great idea in theory, but now we're in practice. And so I actually loved it,
0: um, and I know that makes me either the voice of sanity or the voice of insanity, but. <laughs> Um, I, I really loved it, and the reason that I did was because it felt like what they've done is they've taken up the threads of all of these different people that the Rosinante has touched, and they said, these people are still being affected by everything that happened when they were there. Uh, we've got, uh, and, and some of it, you've got to use your, you've got you've to expand that a little bit. We've got um, Red and her wife mm-hmm. on Earth with their little girl. We've got Prax that's floating around. Uh, we've got Clarissa, we've got all of the people on Medina Station that have been impacted by this, positively and negatively. All of these, it, it's all about, maybe the Rosanante is the bright center of the universe. It's all about everyone that the Rosanante has come in contact with. And I found the fact, and, and I guess the other part for me that I liked was that this attack, this this devastation that is going on on Earth and also going on on mars to a lesser extent is impacting everywhere the the chaos and the insanity that occurs as a result of that of the destabilization of the one thing that was holding everybody together like it or not was holding everything together and now everything is falling apart and the opportunity to show how all of these threads of humanity's tapestry See, there I go. Be all wow. grand and glorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, are is all that getting, a doctor over there? Are I all see. getting frayed. And we've got an opportunity here in the middle of this story to say, look at how much crap can happen in everybody's lives because one person is an idiot.
2: Well, and I think I'd rather prefer as some other styles is like the idea of like interludes where you have like your sections and you're going to follow these three characters in this section. And then you get two or three chapters of these these individuals. And then all you follow, Anderson. yeah, something more like that. That I think just for my, the way I focus on a book and the way I read through books. Sure. And I can actually follow them with all of these teeny little, and you're like, oh, and you're over here and you're over here and you're over there and you're over there. And like, I can't follow things, especially listening to the books the way I do, mm-hmm. that it's it's confusing. And I was like, I don't even know where I'm at because I don't actually know who this character is. And you just threw out some name. And I was like, I don't know where they're at anymore. And then everyone's moving all over the place. Then they're like, they're not on this space station anymore. They're on this moon and they're over here. And I'm like, I can't keep track of everything when you have twenty different points of view in one book. And I think that's my biggest complaint about this this series as a whole is I I get to the point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to finish the book because I'm so confused. Then I don't have any real relationship with the characters that I've been reading about because it's, oh, I read a chapter about them and now they're gone. Like, why we do I to care about you? give you a good
0: part summary, don't we?
2: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: All uh, William Golding's, uh, uh, was it William Gold, not William Golding, uh, whoever it was that wrote The Princess Bride? Yeah. William, uh, William- anyway. <laughs> he wrote the Good Parts version of The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, we'll work on that for you. How Thank about you. That?
2: Thank but you're sure. still
1: loving Naomi, right?
2: I love Naomi. So.
0: And th- while there is not necessarily a lot of I Naomi. I love the
2: Rosie like, yeah, yeah. crew. I love Amos and I love Alex. And I really do actually kind of enjoy Holden, even though he gets kind of annoying at times. What about Poppy? I love Bobby. Bobby's always been my favorite. And I love (laughs) how they're actually kind of expanding the Rosie crew a little bit. Like they've brought on Clarissa and they've brought on Bobby and like things are happening on the Rosie. And I was like, I'd be okay if there's more than just four people on the
1: Rosie, but it sounds like there will be. I mean, that was a big, that was a big point of the book is talking about expanding the crew and the, and the logistics of expanding the crew. That was one of my favorite conversations actually was the conversation between Naomi and Bobby. Where she says, Do you like that bunk? <laughs> you don't have to thank us for staying here. If you like that bunk, that's and your it's bunk. It's yours. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how how does Holden feel about that?
2: Who cares? He, actually. He
1: feels oh. like our gunner is Fred's ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I,
0: I also got a I also got a kick out of what he's what he's talking to him and he's like, so is Bobby getting a share now? Is she a voting member of the Rossi? <laughs> and what does that do with Clarissa? Yeah, his, exactly. His That's... big, his big moral challenge of yeah. how do I deal with this person who tried to kill me but saved my best friend, and now she's on the ship full time? What do I do with
1: that? Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, Holden? You grow up. <laughs> I well, he and he partly did. I mean, he's got the he's still got the inner monologue, you know, about or the inner conflict. But even when when Clarissa goes out and sacrifices yeah and nearly sacrifices herself to save the ship and he goes out and saves her mm-hmm. yeah and then they have to have the conversation of look you're on this ship i want to keep you safe on this ship yes. i mean he's accepting that she is there and he's being all captainly by saying you know you I still... feel
2: like calling her peaches
1: just cuz amen
2: she should be peaches because I, I like Amos
0: so. dude peaches yeah. now
1: was easier to say <laughs>
0: Peaches is a lot easier, um, and I think that that's. I think we're getting a chance. And maybe I'm reading more into it than than the authors intended, but I think we're getting a chance to see what happens when disaster hits, and when we when our old ideas of what separated us have to be reevaluated, and we have to create new ways of understanding our connectedness as people. And I think uh, heaven forbid I say anything that you know seems to reflect. The global situation of some of those kinds of things too that we've had some of that kind of stuff going on over the last two years uh but i think that there's a lot of and certainly there's still a lot that separates lots of people but when when something big enough happens to fundamentally change all of the power structures everybody has to reevaluate. I i don't think they said it in this book but it felt like somebody should have said human beings are now a an endangered species because of the lunacy of one man, and so they have to figure out how they're going to get along with each other. How they have to figure out how they're going to fix this.
2: Now, do you classify everyone like belters the Martians, or lack of a better word, and the the Earth er, Earthers? Earthers <laughs> like Earthen earthens yeah. is not a word. <laughs> yep. Are they all still the human earthlings. beings?
0: I I would say that that is all humanity. Okay. And I th- and and I think this brings me back to my original thing that I wanted to talk about, Holden. Doing a, doing his video streams of Belter Life after his really ugly and okay. So I said there were gonna be no tears. Uh, so here we go. Uh whoever 22 had 22 minutes. Twenty I was gonna say, whoever had twenty-two minutes, you're good to go. Uh you get the QP doll this time. Um I was uh so I listened to the books as well. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it on a long bike ride, listening to this section when James's dad said those those darn belters in front of Naomi and I when he called them skinnies oh he called yeah. them skinnies and I I had to pull my bike over and stop because I could not see something got into my eye and uh and that getting that moment to to get an insight into James of like oh my word he just said that in front of my wife how do I how do I fix this how do I jump to where how, how do I not? How do I How do, I do this right? And so he decides that he's just going to let it go. And they have the conversation later. And she's like, he didn't mean me. And I get that. But you can't fix it. Yeah, You can't fix it.
1: Well, telling James that he can't fix something <laughs> well, he, he is like it. an engraving to say, please fix this. Right. Well, he didn't let it go, though. He was yeah. going to step in. And Naomi said, let it go. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. So
1: because she... Well, she, cause she knew exactly what you were saying there is that he didn't mean me. Yeah. Cause I have a face cause I'm a person. He meant the general, meant all nebulous, of those others. Yep. The general nebulous skinnies out there that and are this, all, you know, skinny.
0: Isn't it? And, and I, I, I love the fact that the authors are taking and, and this is a level, obviously a very big level two piece of taking all of the challenges of our, of our prejudice and, and, creating a situation where we have to acknowledge, oh yeah, we're not going to get over this. We have to figure out as people how to get over this. It's not going to just go away.
2: Well, in this book, I was actually kind of, it came out before I think our society had really mm-hmm. stepped up to acknowledge the septic problem we have that is racism amongst all groups, not yes. just necessarily like the blacks or anything, but it's it's prevalent throughout society for all groups and this came out in what like 17 2017 or something something like that that. Um, which is quite it was a couple of years or so before that the black lives matter movement and like our society really was like no we we we're going to have to make a change and so for someone to come out and acknowledge that this obviously it's a problem that it was for so long just wanting to like we're just going to brush this under the rug and forget that we're gonna, we're going to pretend it doesn't exist for an author to come out and go no i'm going to i'm going to acknowledge this that this is a problem and maybe it's because of the different platform that it's not a book taking place on earth with our societies sure. it's a book taking place out in the universe hundreds where hundreds of years from now humanity has developed into as a humanity we've developed into different races yes that the, the people that have grown up on Mars and in the belt are not the same people because, I mean, they can't even survive on Earth anymore. Correct. Naomi Correct. will never come to Earth right? because she can't survive with the gravity and everything. That There is something significantly different in their body structure and everything, and now I can't remember the point that I was making.
0: <laughs> that, it, that we still have to deal with it, and we still have to find ways to deal with, with what it means to be human.
2: I think that's that thing. That's probably one of the other things that has bugged me about some of this series, and it's a bug me in a good kind of way, where it's like thought provoking kind Mm -hmm. of bug me. Is that even hundreds of years in the future, we are still going to be making the same stupid cycles of racism and prejudice, and like it's not, it's not going away. It's just going to be different. And I'm like, oh. It's not when like, are we ever going to grow up? And... The thing
1: is, it's not like this is these are problems that appeared in the last five years. That's everybody no. wants to think that the problems of now are the problems that are only oh, no. of now. And it's oh, not. Gosh. I mean, it's it was worse back, you know, before we were born. And it was <laughs> I it had a was... grandpa
2: that fought in World War II. I, mean, I can't even repeat half of the things he said.
0: The 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 interesting thing for me about the way that they're using this is and, and, and I and I'm I'm not so sure that it was worse. But it was different. Sometimes it was more open. Sometimes it was directed differently. But I think the the contention that it's been with us forever, and not just you know we're here we are in the Western in Western United States and we're identifying it with ourselves. But I have friends who live in other places who identify it as existing there as well. Um, I have I have been in places where I was the one that was prejudiced against. Um, I, I have had, and I had the opportunity to be there and then to move. I, so maybe I wasn't stuck in it.
2: Well, and it's not a a rich white man problem. Like it's not, you're a rich, a rich white man. So lucky you kind of thing. And everyone else is prejudiced around you. Like, or prejudiced against, I think is kind of what I'm thinking. Like, it really is. It's everywhere, depending on the society, depending on who the majority, who's in the leadership. Yep. And so, I mean, there's more to it because as we get back, getting back to the book, um, looking at like what Marco's plan is, like, I'm going to free the Belters. And I was like, you are an idiot. Like, (laughs) you're destroying everything that is going to make it that the outer planets can actually continue to survive and build their their worlds like they're so i i think
0: we had a really good moment of foreshadowing about this i think in book four uh either book four or book three when we first meet prax and prax is it two yeah wow how far back it was when prax talks about the cascade failure Mm -hmm. in in a system and i i think what one of the things that they're Maybe we should have written and asked them. Uh, But I think one of the things that that they're trying to to illustrate is that as difficult as it is for these people to deal with each other in some of the political situations that they are, humanity is a very complex system. And when you destroy one piece of it, you start a cascade. And we're watching that cascade, even though things in some places don't look so bad now. (laughs) And that gets us to... Pa. Do you like Pa she's, as a character? She's growing on
1: me. Kim, what about you? I,
0: don't hate I like her.
1: Yeah, I she's had an interesting trajectory throughout this series. Yeah. And uh so that's kind of fun to watch where she's come from to where she is now. And I don't know where she's going, but um but I I like that she is somebody who I kind of relate to a little bit the, the whole series or not the whole series, this entire first half of the book, at least. And I imagine it goes into the second half has been a kind of an analysis of macro perspective mm-hmm. versus micro perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look at the big picture and say, this is the big picture. And then it well, it's the same problem with Holden and his dad. He's saying one of his dads, what I, I, I don't understand Hate that. Eight, Still trying to eight wrap eight my head around that. Eight parents, eight parents. I don't, I don't get four the dads dynamics uh-huh. of that, and that's because I struggle
2: I'm, with my two at times. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I love anyway, you, mom and dad. But the <laughs> the, the point, the no, point of
1: that being, you know, he sees skinnies are here, and this is how they all are. But Naomi's not them, so so I have a different perspective. But um, Pa is working under the same under the same ideas. This is a big. Billions of people universe over trillions of miles and I am just me and I can't affect What the big picture is, but I can affect this little corner of it. Yeah, and I Feel very much the same way well and and Frank and Abraham mentioned uh, something about how uh, social media even in the 23rd century or 22nd or whatever it is uh, was a dehumanizing yes factor and oh good heavens if it's not now then you're not paying attention and it's easy to see the big picture and go oh i can't can you believe what's happening way over there and, so, and lose focus on what is happening here and what i can affect here you know what i mean in in my community in my state or in my family you know in my neighborhood whatever and I think Pa has gone. She has gone from seeing the universe and going to how can I affect my neighborhood? Okay. How can I affect what I can affect? And now she's doing that. She's saying, "This was the, this was the plan all along to take these supplies, liberate them from the rich, and give them to the poor, a la Robin Hood or Bane."
0: Stop them going from stop them going through the ring, and let's let's keep in mind that a lot of this a lot of the pressure on this happens because of the ring. And we'll probably get a chance to come back to that. But right now we've got to deal with all the pressure in earth, right? Mm-hmm. Or in, in the solar system. Yeah. And so we stop all those resources from going out of the system and get them to the people who've needed them all along, who should have been getting them all along, the belters. Yeah. You like what Pa's doing with that? Do you like how she's doing it?
2: Yes. As a belter, I will.
1: <laughs> Our resident belter. Well, as a Martian, I think her heart's in the right place, but she needs a latitude adjustment.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, sounds like me. I get it. Yeah.
1: Um, I, so anyway, yes, I, I like what Pa is doing in general. And I think that she's using it. She's using it the only way she can. Yeah. It's like, I need to affect change. And this is the only tool I have.
2: And I think that's when, actually. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead.
1: Oh, I was, I was going to say when, when all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail mm-hmm. basically. So,
2: <laughs> well, and really the more, the more I think I'm an adult, <laughs> the older I get, I guess um, making that decision to realize that y- making a change in the world is not becoming the most powerful person in the world. It's yeah. making those small little changes. It's like, okay, how am I raising my son? What am I doing in my community? How am I supporting my friends? It's those what am i
0: talking about on a podcast
2: i know what how yeah. how many people am i making angry by my points um <laughs>
1: no everybody, at least two everybody loves you but it doesn't even matter if you say things they don't disagree with everyone loves you
2: that's not true, but <laughs> true. i've met some of our discord listeners <laughs> it's not true Little Red. Oh. Just kidding. We're way good friends. Me and Little Red. We just have realized we don't see eye to eye on some books. Anyway. Uh, I'll buy that. Back to so And that's good. The older I get and you realize because as a teenager, as growing up when you're you're young and ambitious, it's like I'm gonna change the world. And you look at the world and you're like, I don't know how to change the world. And then you're like, what do I do with myself? And now you're overwhelmed and like you're trying to make all these big decisions. And now that I'm older, I was like, no, it's I'm going to make a small little choice by showing I'm going to put something up on my social media that shows my friends I'm supportive of you. I'm going to put something just out there. like I'm going to make sure my son knows that this is how we treat people. Like Just to make sure as generations move on, as things happen, that those are the little things that I can do that are going to have some big impacts that it's not having to look at the big picture because the big picture is big, really big sometimes. And it's intimidating and it's scary and it's overwhelming. And I've had this problem a lot recently with feeling like just getting so overwhelmed with the grandiose things that I have to do with just life and in general. And so taking it, being reminded that I need to take it step by step, just problem by problem instead of trying to fix, trying to fix everything at once yeah that i have really i've appreciated kind of seeing where pa is going i keep going off on these weird like (laughs) tangents that do have something to do with the book
0: they're level four stuff and i love them (laughs) and they're level three stuff and i love them
1: is level four tangents is that
0: uh level four is the tangent zone yeah and that's kind of where i live most of the time but you know when Um, we're here good to (laughs) know Could you guess?
2: But that I I do see where, like, where I hope Pa's storyline is going as she's realizing that it's the small things that are going to make the biggest difference in her world.
0: You know, uh, the, and the, and this idea of the small things. I mean, the small things in this particular case are life-saving supplies, mm-hmm. um, and a decision about where those supplies go. And the for me, the interesting thing, and I, I, I maybe it's maybe it's part of my dealing with the same kind of deal is she's looking at the people around her who are saying trust me i know what's good for everyone and she gets to a spot and she says no you don't you have no, no clue one does you have no clue and so the only thing that i can do is what i can control so i'm going to and i'm going to follow i i love the moment where she says to her to her family and to the when she uses the magic word she says oops
1: yeah <laughs>
0: i'm going to share that with my family that the new magic word is Oops. Uh, When they were saying that the first time, I'm like, thank you. Please. Excuse me. No, it's oops. Oops. Um, And she says, I I did it again. I trusted that somebody else knew better than me and they don't. So they've changed the rules. We're changing them back. And we're going to make sure that these supplies go to places that need supplies. We're going to get them to the belters. And which
1: was the plan all along, supposedly. So that's what, that's how Marco sold the
0: Do we really believe that Marco thought that though?
1: No, no. I think
0: Marco was trying to get to a point where he was going to just gather on all the resources and anybody didn't agree with him was going to get spaced.
1: Yeah. He, um, Naomi mentioned it in book five and she mentions it again in book six that Marco is a guy who was big on ideas and short on logistics, yeah. short on what happens next. He is just, he just wants the big, sweeping, grand gesture, and he's the worst kind of leader, and I'm not going to get terribly political with that, but we have far too many of those in power right now.
0: Okay, so let's get really far away from that. Let me ask this question. <laughs> How similar is Holden to Marco as far as... Big on ideas and small on logistics.
2: I think the big thing between Marco and Holden that makes Holden the good guy and Marco the bad guy is the people that Holden has around him and the trust that he puts in those people. like Holden is not afraid to admit that he made a mistake. Beautiful. When Marco makes a mistake, all of a sudden it's his fault. I didn't do it. It's your fault over there. And we have to get rid of you because you made a mistake, and it's it wasn't their fault to begin with. And I think um, Philip has seen a lot of that in that realization that oh, how come when everything's go right, it's he's getting all this praise, but when everything goes wrong, I'm the one that's at fault for it. Yeah,
0: like, yep. we'll get into. I, I think we'll get an opportunity to see even more of that. Yes, we move on.
2: definitely. Yep. But that's the big thing because it's easy. It's such a fine line with some of these. In all of a lot of the books that we've read, where you look at the good guy and you look at the bad guy, and you're like, they're the same person. Yes. But it's who they've kept around them, who they've trusted, and the decisions that they've made that have made one a good guy and one a bad guy. So, in
0: in fact, going along with that, I think it's, I I think as I look at it, um, I I bring it back to one decision that they make, and that is the decision to take responsibility for their Mm -hmm. screw up. And to say now, how do I fix it, and who do I bring in to fix it? Instead of, no, it doesn't need fixing. That's how it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've seen that we've seen that happen multiple times as we've moved through this, uh, as we've moved through the expanse. we and I think that's a level. I mean, for me, that's one of the things that I look at and that I take away from these books as a level three piece. It's about acknowledging, yep, I screwed that up, um, and that's what allows us to keep trust, to keep confidence to continue to have influence with people is to be honest about where we where we screw up so that we can own it, so that we can move forward with it and make it work. When that's used appropriately, it's a really powerful tool.
2: I think the other thing that benefits Holden is that technically, he's not in charge of anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. he's Except the, the Rossi. He's the captain.
2: Yeah, he's the captain of his own ship. But even then, like the family decided a long time ago, like we're all going to make this decision, but he's not in charge of anyone. So when he screws up, there are always other people above him. Like we have Avasarla and all these like Fred Johnson and these other characters that are kind of there to pick up the pieces when he messes up. And so he has that freedom to be like, I screwed this one up.
0: I meant well. Yeah, like, I did the best I could. I,
2: I tried, I'm so, but I'm sorry, I screwed up. And so for him to be able to say that, it kind of gives you a little bit more freedom as opposed to when, like, Marco, who is trying to start this revolution, <laughs> you say, like, when you're a new leader or whatever, and you're like, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Um, guess what? You're not a new leader anymore. Yeah. Someone else is going to come up behind you and knock you out. But Only if
0: you're a terrorist. But since they're the yep. Free Navy, they should have a different way of dealing with that, right?
2: But so that's the other thing that I think is beneficial, and maybe that's kind of the pedestal Holden always gets put on, yeah, is that he's the boy scout of everything. And I was like, well, he can be because in reality, no one actually has to listen to him like,
0: and when he whenever he takes action, he takes action, th- in fact, I think there's a moment where he says, "I really thought if we just gave people facts." they would do the right thing <laughs> and the naivete of that in the first several books
2: wouldn't that be nice Yes. Yeah.
0: and and now he's getting to the point where he's like you know people don't do the right thing with facts so maybe i was giving them the wrong facts So let me start again <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna try and and fred johnson keeps looking at him like oh kid <laughs> Make sure you have that translated. That was one of the lines I love. Make sure you have that translated before you beam that out, right? Because I'm sure there was something in that that was probably offensive to somebody <laughs> somewhere along the line. Holden gets away, and I I love what you say. Holden gets away with it because he has people around him to help figure out how to fix it. Um, but Naomi keeps getting attracted to people who have big have big ideas, and I think that I think that I don't think that makes her flawed. Um, I think that makes her very human, mm-hmm. and I think that she's learned. She, it, we we get an opportunity to see how she's learned between those two choices why one is so much preferable,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I I I've enjoyed that. Um, you, you brought up Philip. Philip almost yeah. Philip in this book. I mean, if there's anybody that I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for Philip. He's got a he's got a dad who keeps telling him that his mom is trash. He kind of almost believes it. Everywhere he turns, everybody is trying to tell him what to think about all of the people in his life. And nobody's talking to him about real things. They're talking about opinions. They're talking about attitudes. They're talking about, well, you know, in the, in, in history, in the future, your father is going to be seen as a great man. Well, what about today? <laughs> what about today? You can... You, he, the father convinces him to be part of the process of destroying civilization. Is that a good dad? I mean, is he getting a really nice Father's Day card for that? <laughs> I don't know. And but you know, okay, Stephanie, all do this they stuff.
1: Celebrate Father's Day in the belt. Fi- no. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. All of this, all of this, they celebrate Parents' Day because it's just a totally different. There's jail. eight of them, and they have two of them. Less, um,
2: that's on Earth. That would be <laughs> Todd's Holiday how
0: many spouses
1: does pa
2: have
0: enough yeah Um, but they're not
2: parents (laughs) it could be
0: so so we have this scene with with philip on is it series which scene are we talking about when he confronts a security guard yeah and Mm -hmm. we have we have fred dawes is it fred dawes and Oh, yeah, Dawes Anderson. No, Anderson. Anderson Dawes. Dawes. Anderson Dawes. There I you go. was like Fred Johnson, Anderson <laughs> Dawes, Dawes. Yeah, I was like yeah, Dawes is his name.
2: I know it's Dawes. I. Uh...
1: Anderson Dawes.
0: Anderson Dawes looking at Marco and saying, "Your son can't be here. The only reason we're having this conversation is because it's you."
1: Yeah. Yep. And Marco knows that's uh, one of the differences in in Holden and Marco is is Philip shoots a security guard, which is a spacing. You know that's the spacing, and Marco's like, we can let this one slide, right? I mean, it's how would it look if my son was, you know, spaced because of, you know it's he's he's got this reputation, he's got this image to uphold, he's got a he's his uh, glory to magnify and all of that, which I think Philip sees that because I think Philip even he's writing this he's writing this uh, tightrope. Between guilt and wanting to feel praise for the things he's done and feeling guilt for the guilt and thing glory that he's done. Yeah. Guilt and glory. There we go.
2: Well, and Naomi and told him he would at one point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he drops a rock. He steals the technology, the technology that drops a rock on earth that kills billions of people. And he's supposed to feel glad about that. And he feels kind of a sense of pride that he did this big thing, but he feels guilt at shooting one man. And he's writing this. He's like, I should feel guilty about all of this stuff, but I don't, but I should. And here we see the inner turmoil of Philip. And then he sees this thing with his dad. He's this is where this is where he's going to be a problem or he's he, going to have a problem. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, were you going to say something?
2: I have lots of things to say, but you can say your <laughs> things first.
1: I'm done with my thing.
0: I was just going to say this is a it's it's a beautiful setup for uh, for one of two things for a really beautiful awakening or a really ugly comeuppance. And at at this point, I'm not sure which one we're going to get.
2: Yeah, at some point, he's yeah. going to have to choose which parent he's going to listen to. If he's going to listen to the advice Naomi gave him in the previous book about what the, the path that he has taken, what that leads to, because there's a moment when she talks about that Marco has put blood on her hands as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a kind of a powerful statement when you talk about, I have blood on my hands, usually it's by your own choice. But the fact that someone else has, has manipulated you into doing this is kind of that, that scary thought. And that's where Marco, his charm and everything. And so you have Philip trying, um, that's going to have to decide, is he going to follow his dad and the type of person his dad is by making those decisions? Or is he going to listen to Naomi and follow her advice. But it's kind of I guess it's for me as I was thinking about as Ken was talking is that idea of like nature versus nurture. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. at some point going, "Okay, I have have I have a few children in my life that I am watching being raised and it makes me so mad because I can see the type of adult they are going to become mm-hmm. and it is not a healthy functioning adult." Yeah. However, if they were being nurtured the way that they need to be they are good kids right now that are just on a very bad path are you talking about my kids again well your kids are adults it's a little late <laughs> for them <laughs> but it's really hard when you're looking at this this child yeah. who is being raised in a bad situation who's yeah. being these taught these bad i these ideals these concepts yes that philip has been raised with yeah and the type of person that his father has been manipulating him into becoming, where on the outside as a spectator in this child upbringing, that you're like, I can't do anything about this. Sure. You're not my child, it's not my my life. I only have a, this tad bit of experience and influence that I can give them, but in the end, yeah. He's like, he had no choice Yeah, he, really in, in reality.
0: He was raised, he was raised by the one parent surrounding him with all of the reinforcement factors that had one perspective. Yeah.
2: That's all. So it's, it's just hard. Cause I, there are so many adults I look at and I'm like, you're a terrible person. And so then I start questioning myself going, well, are you a terrible person because you actually are really a terrible person or were you raised to be a terrible person like you have like serial killers and people that were raised by wonderful parents and like so they are both sides of that story yeah <laughs> the, there are two sides to every coin and everything so obviously bad people can be raised by really good people but I think that's where Philip is just I feel sorry for him yeah as a character as a child because he's still a child he's like what 15 something. He's in his teens. Yeah, yeah, he's a teenager, which I guess some people are going to be like, that's not a child. Guess what? Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> not in the belt. Hey, in 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 the land of the Shire, you're a child until you hit 30. <laughs> so you know, we can deal with that on all kinds of levels.
2: So I have a hard time with Philip because like he's doing some really bad things, but as a mom I feel sorry for him.
1: I feel like he's starting to recognize that he nobody... Really has his best interests in mind. I mean, he's been since he was a baby passed around as social currency, yeah, for lack of a better term. He and social obligation, yeah. And he recognizes that people are basically to a person, everybody is only nice to him because they think it can curry favor with his father, yeah. And uh, so he knows that he's he's a bargaining chip. He's and he's got this. It's this crushing weight of expectations to yeah. be. Charming big-picture Marco Inaros and he's just not and he doesn't want to be but he doesn't know any other way yet So So now here we are he's he's at the gun controls of the Pella with his mother in his sights and Not
0: just his mother his mother his mother and Holden uh, All
1: these people that are supposed to be and, and Fred Johnson all these people who are supposed to be the worst people in the world the people that he hates the most
0: and that his father needs removed
1: yes so I mean, Fred Johnson, Marco called him his white whale. what yeah. which one of my favorite lines? is Possibly he hasn't read the end of that.
0: Book. I <laughs> I re- every every
1: time that came
0: up. It's like, did you even finish the book? Yick. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know.
1: Thank you, Captain Ahab.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I and Ken, you're bringing us to a, a really good spot that maybe is the maybe is a good spot for us to to kind of finish.
1: Before we finish, we have to talk about Prax because we were demanded. Oh, we'll who demanded? Who demanded? What did uh, they say? Kip, somebody else. They said, well, let me let me find it. Talk amongst yourself while I find it here.
2: Find but- Kip. So. We will talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> so I have. Well, it this was, is he a, was
1: very emphatic This about is it,
2: going so. to be the most random tangent. This is the first episode that I have recorded. Wait, 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 wait. Since. He.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. now I'm oh, ready. Hold,
2: hold, hold on, I have to make this <laughs> okay, point. Okay, make your tangent. So. This is the first episode I've recorded since our Legendarium con in (laughs) Portland, which was like two weeks ago or something like that. Something like that. And I got to meet a bunch of our Discord listeners who are fantastic people they we had so much fun while we were up there i wish we could have been there but now all of a sudden there's like this twist like we talk about kip and i'm like i know kip let me tell you about <laughs> kip. where before he was just this this face this picture because i like on when you're reading through people's comments it's different than when you're actually like looking at their face having conversations with them yeah. as we're talking about the, some of the books and stuff that we read while we were there So now all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, Kip wants us to talk about this. I'm like, fine. Okay. Well, Kip and me are friends now. So It's
1: it's almost like (laughs) this is exactly the point of the first half of this book about big picture versus humanizing. Ah. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, you brought it right back around.
2: Also, a plug to next time we all decide to get together. Come hang out with us because. Yeah. Yeah, please do. We we like that. Okay,
1: it's before fun. we get into practice, okay. I gotta I gotta read the quote that uh, I marked from Naomi about this whole thing about okay. about Holden's father, about Kip Tan, about uh, social media, about all of that. She said, "We're not people; we're stories that people tell about us." Mm. I had
0: that saved as and well, which
1: which leads to to Holden going, "Well, we're going to peopleize these people." Yeah, and okay. So anyway, we're going to change uh, the stories. But, but basically. Uh, he didn't have a point about it he just wanted it talked about well and and not just he there were a couple that wanted praxis little um personalized what i can what can i do in my sphere uh act of civil disobedience talked about where he leaves the the yeast uh formula the least uh, the yeast uh results open on a public server and accidentally sends them out. Oh, so check this out.
0: So I think that I, I think for me, the one, as soon as that happened, uh, the two things that were the two things that were the, the thing that starts him to decide to do that is this morning after experience, seeing his friend would said, come with me, come with me to at this meeting. Just, just hear him out. And then he has to identify her body. Mm-hmm. And he starts to realize that, th- and, I, and, and maybe this is the moment where he realizes the entire system is, is in a process of cascade failure. And I'm at a nexus for a tiny little piece of information. What do I do about it? I told her to do it this way, but maybe, maybe there's a different way to handle it. Say whatever you want to about no good deed goes unpunished. But in a, in, a time, in, a, in a time in a situation where actions can be traced, actions have consequences. And so I think this, this effort, uh, definitely we will see some consequences for it. But I love, the, I love the way that he goes through this process of saying, I will do everything that I can to, to dissociate myself from it, to protect my family just in case. He's, he's thinking about ramifications. He's thinking about consequences, but he recognizes. And, and for me, this, this idea that he recognizes that there are more people that need to benefit from this. There's more possibility of benefiting from this than just Ganymede, than just the people mm-hmm. around him. He's now got to think much bigger. I, yep. I wonder if this is part of the reason, the result of being on the Rossi. I wonder if this is part of the result of having the experiences that he had earlier.
1: I think it is. Because Um, he he sees the videos produced by James Holden yeah, and he says, oh, look at that. And then he sees the responses to the videos yeah, where people, and this is a classic James Holden moment where he says, I'm going to do this and humanize people. And then people pick it up and go, hey, while you're humanizing people, let me humanize this person over here. And so Prax, two hours of a deep dive into these humanizing- Down the rabbit hole. Yeah, down the rabbit hole (laughs) of- humanizing videos goes, these people are socially rebelling. I can do this. Yeah. James would want me to do this.
0: And they need this. Yeah. Because the system won't survive without it. Yeah. Um, I Plus lo- it gives
1: us an opportunity to see that the free Navy is not liberators so much as they are uh, um, conquerors.
0: Like any of us knew.
1: Yeah. Just like, like it was a surprise. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So I think that I, 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 th- I think consequences are, are a rule. I think that's going to be something that's going to happen, but I'm I, again, for me, as we had all of these other stories being told in the midst, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy it near as much. Uh, maybe it's because I listened to it at 1.6 speed when I'm on a bike. Um, but uh, <laughs> I got to
2: the point I was listening. List- this is not something I would ever recommend to anyone, but I got in a hurry and i had read through the synopsis so i knew the gist of the story and i started listening to it at 3.5
0: wow. oh wow <laughs> were you hearing it yeah so she was absorbing it. When, she was hearing it not listening when you to
2: focus it. on it well enough like you can actually catch enough like i know these characters enough and i think yeah. maybe that's i like i didn't do this for very long i was just trying to finish but I'm like, oh, this was a bad mistake. Don't listen to anything at 3.5. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it.
2: That's it's too fast.
0: All right. So we're in, in chapter 26. Yes. Yep. Uh, we've got the Rosie making its way to the pajama party with Fred right. on board. Stop yeah. I love it that.
1: I wish <laughs> you'd stop calling it. That. I love the fact that he calls it the pajama party.
0: Oh, you're right. You're very serious meeting with <laughs> all the OPA.
1: <laughs> I just like the imagery.
0: <laughs> um, we've got... Uh, we've we've got Marco in Marco his sights. Marco with the with the Rossi in the sights, and Philip holding the trigger.
1: Hold, Philip on the gun. Yep.
0: So, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm I have the feeling this is not going to end well.
2: <laughs> and they're all going to sit down for tea and crumpets
0: and sing kumbaya. Sure. In their pajamas. Uh huh. At the party. That's what's happening. We're going to have a party. pillow fight. You know. I like the way you think. I'm not. <laughs> we're sure gonna
2: fight this out with pillows. That's I'm not sure how going this to book do. is gonna
0: end.
1: OPA stands for Old Pajamas Association. <laughs>
0: <Did> <laughs> now, just see come up that, that? would have been <laughs> good for a not for a, for a, uh, for one of his recaps. You I know did what? actually just come up with that. I think he needs to put that in there. And as <sighs> a as a belter, maybe you can appreciate that. I can. There you go. What do you think, guys? Are we done?
1: Yeah, we're done.
0: We better sure. start dealing in on the next uh, 27 chapters.
1: And remember what Amos says. You ever think about how much ammo is just floating around out there?